Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. By Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Tony Richards here, your executive coach and business coach, and I want to welcome you to today's program. Today's program is brought to you by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. I'll be right back on Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards, your host. Jennifer Cunningham is my special guest today. She has over 25 years experience serving others. She's worked in higher education, nonprofit, and local government. Her roles have included advisor, career counselor, conflict resolution coach, community service, and most recently, what she's doing these days, which is extremely fascinating, is reputation repair coach. Do you have any suggestions? And I sort of asked the question in a negative way as far as friends, family, acquaintances trying to be supportive with negative effects. What is the best thing you can do if you're connected with somebody who's had a lot of reputational trauma or whatever? I think the best thing, which is sometimes the most challenging for people, is just to listen <laughs> and those empathetic responses that often you would get, you know, in a therapy session, just 
you know, I'm so sorry. You must be so upset by this. Just kind of listening to those, re-emphasizing the empathy part. And then if your inclination is to try to give advice, perhaps asking the person, hey, would you mind if I gave you some advice or would you like my opinion in this situation? And sometimes the person is going to say yes, or sometimes they might say, no, I just need to wallow in this for a while. But I think really to be empathetic, and it is really a fine line, Tony, I think that you're on to something there that if you're close to the situation, you take a risk in saying the wrong thing or trying to move that person on to a different place because they might resent that. I think, too, you have to take into consideration how strong and what the relationship is beforehand. Something you might say to a new acquaintance or somebody that you've known through work might be something different than you'd say to your own family member. So I think you kind of need to assess the strength of the relationship and then you can decide how much do I want to risk and how much does this person need to hear. But I think the first thing is just to listen empathetically. And then at some point, maybe have that kind of relationship with somebody where you can joke about things and just say, okay, time to move on. Let you know, okay, what are we going to do about this? You know, and be that strong voice for people wallowing in it. I mean, someone that's going to a coach that just signals to me, they want to move on. Not everybody's going to be that place, but somebody comes to a coaching session They're wanting that, I think, kind of tough love. Like, okay, heard it. Let's move on. Let's talk about some steps for you to get beyond this. I know as a coach, I'm very top of mind and very cognizant that everything I say to that person is going to affect them in some way. I always have it in mind, like, I'm not going to destroy anything here. Because you do touch on some areas where, you could permanently destroy some things in somebody's life. They could be taking as advice from you or Mm -hmm. a certain direction from you. Questions are always number one, uh, Mm -hmm. asking questions rather than giving direction or agreeing with direction or suggesting direction. Absolutely. Leadership brings with it unique stresses and pressures. And if these things are not properly processed and handled in our emotional realm, they can oftentimes lead to problems in our physical lives. So on today's program, we're going to dive into health in the workplace. Health coach Sarah Sear spoke to us about making healthy choices. No matter whether I'm like teaching a class or doing it with an individual consultation, it really depends on two main things. Making good food choices are really about an individual concept of like what's best for you physically. What's the best diet for you to where you have enough fuel for your day? What's the best eating protocol that works best for your body? What's the best eating window for your schedule? And then the second part of that is where are you mentally or emotionally? Are you where you need to be to get the results you want? Are you motivated versus being frustrated? Are you gaining confidence versus let's say like shaming yourself through it? I know where the root of some of my unhealthy choices come from. So how do people break those cycles? Yeah, you really have to dive into where that starts. So the idea is that your thoughts about it are really driving your feelings. And those feelings are really what are causing you to go out and take the action that you're taking the action to do, which is 
eat poorly or to eat whatever you want to bring back the nostalgia or eat to bring you comfort or eat to help you relax or whatever it is. Stress relief. Exactly. And then looking at, is that getting you the results that you want? All right. So tell me what would just generic flatline poor choices be, right? How do you define that? Okay. So I define it with overeating and what the definition of overeating is. Overeating is when you eat foods that are not fuel. So fuel is everything that's bringing you all the nutrients that you want. And it doesn't necessarily have to just be like a salad, right? It can be like a nutritionally dense food. It can be whole grains. It can be fish. It can be tons of fruits and vegetables. But nutritionally dense food is your fuel. So if you're eating foods that are not fuel and also you eat more food than your body actually needs. So you could be eating really healthy, but let's say you're eating all the time. Well, then you're eating more than your body needs. So those are the two things that are showing you that you're overeating. If you're eating things that are not fuel and you're eating more than your body needs and people know when they're overeating because then they're not in the body that they want to be and they don't feel good. And that's pretty much how you know. Mm. So what does over-desire mean? Over-desire is a big one. There's kind of two things that cause overeating. And the first one's when your hormones are out of whack. And that happens when your blood sugar's off, like your insulin's off or your ghrelin's off or your leptin's off, which controls or tells you not only keeps your blood sugar level, but also when you're too full or when you are full and when you are hungry. So if those hormones are out of whack and you can't know or feel when you are full and you can't also know when you are appropriately hungry, then that's pretty much most of us. Like when you eat things that are highly processed and high in flour and sugar and your blood sugar's off, then it's really hard to tell those hormones are off. Like a bowl of pasta, for example, you know, I've always noticed that you can eat more pasta than you really, like you can eat, we can eat a lot of pasta because that spikes up your blood sugar and then insulin turns around and blocks the hormone that tells you that you're full. And both of those end up working against you to where you overeat pasta. Mm-hmm. And it's like really easy to overeat pasta. And that's why, because those hormones are so out of whack. What about like Chinese food? Same thing. Yeah. You can overeat that stuff pretty quick too. Yeah. Same thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's like the first reason is like your hormones are out. And the second reason is what you were asking me about, which is over desire. And that's not just about food. That's over consuming anything. Like we have over desire for things. We want to consume food and alcohol and shopping and social media and porn or Netflix, whatever it might be to feel better. And what we're doing is we're actually giving ourselves that rush of dopamine in our brain that makes you feel like you're doing something really awesome. And at the same time, you're avoiding what you don't want to feel, which is the stress of your day or something that's pissed you off or something that's, you know, really frustrating or you're just bored. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just boredom. So can you quit that or is that something you have to replace? In order to deal with over desire, you have to learn to allow negative emotions, which is something that we really don't know how to do at all. Hmm. And negative emotions sounds like such a bad thing, right? Like you have to feel negative emotions, but it's really like we think we're supposed to be happy all the time. And when we're not happy, then it's like, what can I go to do to fix that? I can't fix that situation. So I'm going to go make myself happy by doing this or Mm -hmm. eating that. Mm-hmm. And so we constantly are fighting, feeling negative emotion because we think it's such a bad thing. But in actuality, the human experience is feeling both 50-50, feeling good and feeling bad. Sometimes we want to feel sad. Sometimes we want to feel mad. 
On the program today, parenting expert Jordan Sarah will join me in just a couple of minutes. You know everybody wants to tell you how to raise your kids. Well, today I've got an expert on the program that's actually got some good advice for you. What are the keys to mindful parenting? Mindfulness on its own is really just this practice of with intention, bringing your awareness to the here and now, the present moment, sans judgment. Okay, that's a very important piece to this, no judgment. Well, when you attach mindfulness to parenting, it's gonna look a little bit different because you're inviting this separate entity into your world. And so when you mindfully parent, you're intentionally being with your child rather than in control of your child. And you're practicing this deep awareness around how your words or your actions or your body language could be affecting the entire family system, yourself, your partner, your kids, and just the overall environment of your home. A mindful parent also removes blame and shame to the best of their ability, and they never, ever, ever hold their children responsible for their own personal emotions. When you become a mindful parent, no doubt you are going to feel more peaceful in all aspects of your life. There's going to be more ease with how you interact with other people. It's almost as if time slows down a little bit when you're mindful. I know that like, for example, if you're really anxious or nervous about something, time can go by really fast. Your body's real jittery. Your hands may be sweating. Your heart's racing. When you start to develop that mindfulness muscle, you can sort of control some of those autonomic nervous system bodily functions, and you can slow everything down. It's a really, really powerful practice. And so with that comes less stress, less anxiety. You're more responsive rather than reactive. And when we can respond to our children, when we, be, when we can become more attuned to our children, they're going to grow up experiencing less anxiety, less depression, less social worries or phobias. And so mindful parenting is really so beneficial for both the parent and the child. I'm going to share with you three of my big ideas for you to contemplate, journal, and consider. It's all coming up here today on Better Than Before. We're sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards. I've got three big ideas to share with you before we leave. Number one, what causes people to fail? Well, everyone has their own reasons, but 99% of the time, it is fear of some kind. Big idea number two, everyone has a measure of something they fear. Some people have developed strategies to deal with it, while others have not. And number three, big, great ideas don't just come to you. They must be pursued. And as a good friend of mine always used to tell me, the proof of desire is in the pursuit. If you really desire something from the depths of your soul, you will pursue it with all your heart. And that's what you have to do with big ideas. You got to pursue them, chase them down and conquer them and implement them and execute them. Now, that's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4. You can join our free Facebook group, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. Special thanks, as always, to our super producer, Tessa Hall, who always makes Better Than Before sound so good. And until we visit here again next week with more leadership and growth strategies to share with you, I'm your host, Tony Richards, always reminding you to never forget that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.